710 ESPN. This is Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. Is it just me, or it doesn't matter the time of the year, doesn't matter what's going on, there's always topics around the Los Angeles Lakers. Nobody covers the Lakers better than Alan Sliwa on Lakers Talk. That free pass that the Lakers had, it was fair. It was, it was, we understood why the Lakers couldn't make it happen this past year. But next season, I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a much different conversation. And obviously, Anthony Davis is going to play a big part of that. Your city, your station, your Lakers. Now, from the home of the 17-time world champs in downtown L.A., it's time for Lakers Talk. Here's Alan Sliwa. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll go till 9 p.m. tonight. Jovan Buhau covers the Lakers and is also covering the NBA Finals for The Athletic. We'll join the show in the 8 o'clock hour. Um, kind of some breaking news here. Australia beats USA. So Team USA has lost now to Nigeria and Australia over the past 48 hours. We'll get into that in the top NBA stories. we got a lot to get into. And as always, you can hear Mario when he creates that open there. Uh, a lot of Laker topics, as always, and I, I want to kind of start off here. This is um, this was, I, I think, in my opinion, this was very interesting. This came out uh, this morning. I was doing the show with Travis Rogers, and um, right towards the end of the show, we get this quote coming from LeBron. Uh, he was on the Smartless podcast promoting Space Jam. I want to play this real quick. So I want Laker fans to take a quick listen to it because there's a lot of layers to this. I want to. It's basically LeBron James about finishing off his career. Wants to finish with the Los Angeles Lakers. But how many years does LeBron think he can still play? Take a listen to this. This is uh, from LeBron James earlier uh, this morning. Listen, I, I truly hope that I can finish my career with the Lakers. And how many yeah. years that is, if it's if it's four, five, six, whatever, seven. There we go. You know, I hope I can I continue to play the game. You know, I yeah. love being in L.A. My family loves being in L.A. Being with a historical franchise like the Lakers is something like, it's like me, you know, being in Space Jam now. I never thought it'd be possible. You think yeah. about Kareem and Magic and Wilt and Jerry West and Elgin Baylor, Kobe Shaq, all the, the whole list goes on. All right, that's, uh, that's LeBron there. Smartless podcast. Did I hear this right? <laughs> if it's four, five, six, whatever, seven years, but he obviously wants to finish his career with the Lakers. It kind of took me back a second. It, it, I, you know, I had certain expectations when LeBron decided to come be a Los Angeles Laker. What's that going to look like? Remember, he signed a four-year deal. Um, th- first three years were guaranteed, and then the fourth year would have an option. It would have an option on his contract, and that was a player option. So it was up to LeBron James if he wanted to stay with the Lakers or wh- whatever the scenario was going to play out. So I-, I always thought this. And by the way, this upcoming season will be LeBron's fourth year with the Lakers. I always thought this that when he would come to L.A., that he'd play out those four years. Um, we know last season he signed a two-year extension, so as of now, LeBron under contract's got two more years with the Lakers. So he's got this upcoming season, one more season after that. will take us into 2023, and, and we'll figure out what happens from there. So LeBron says he wants to finish his career with the Lakers. You know, I always thought, I always thought... For some reason, I always thought his final year, he'd do a final year in Cleveland. Now, that was me just kind of thinking, all right, that's where he's from. He's from Akron, won that championship there. They had gone through such a drought of winning championships, professional championships in Cleveland, 50-plus years or whatever the case is. I thought he'd come to L.A., kind of establish what he was going to establish. But I always kind of in the back of my mind thought he would 
play that final year in Cleveland. Okay, maybe that's not going to happen. Maybe, obviously, the rest of his career is here. You heard what he said. He loves it here. His family loves being in L.A. Uh, He loves being in L.A. But that was my initial thought when he came. So this has been a conversation we've had over the last couple of weeks. Really, it's been a conversation we've had since LeBron has come here. Um, How many more active years, how many more effective years can LeBron play in this league? Well, I'll tell you this. If you'd have told me three years into his four-year contract with the Lakers, now you can add another year. But if you'd have told me the first three years in LeBron with LeBron James here at the Los Angeles Lakers, he'd still be playing at an MVP level. I, I don't think I would have bought that. I would have said, come on now. I mean, he's coming here his 16th season. What do you mean he's going to still be at an MVP level? If LeBron didn't get hurt mid-March against the Atlanta Hawks, against Solomon Hill on a freak play that I know some were trying to say dirty, and I thought it was just kind of one of those basketball plays. It happens. It's unfortunate. It happened. Maybe careless is the right word. But if he does not get injured, he probably wins MVP this year. Certainly in a very, very short list to win MVP. So wait a minute. In LeBron's third year with the Los Angeles Lakers, in his 18th season, we're still talking about LeBron James for MVP. I don't know how much how much longer LeBron's window is, but I find it very interesting. I mean, this guy didn't say he says how many however many years that is, talking about finishing his career with the Lakers. He started with a number four. How many more years do I have? Four? Do I have five? Do I have six? Whatever. Seven? I hope I can continue to play the game and then goes into love being in LA. Um, I don't know how many more years he has. Is is, and when I say you know the, the way I, I I view LeBron James, I've have I have viewed LeBron as the best player in the NBA for a long time, and I've always viewed LeBron James as far as you know even from when he was a rookie to where he is today as always one of the small list of okay that's one of the best players and maybe when he first came in you didn't think he was the best player but you kind of knew okay only it's only going to be a matter of time before LeBron James kind of takes over the NBA and it, it, whatever whatever that window is is it 3 years is it more than that um what he's doing at this stage he's already surpassed my expectations as a Laker fan I want to kind of make sure I emphasize that because I'm going to I'm going to go on what it means if LeBron actually was here for four four more years or five more years or six more years or seven more years. For me personally, when he signed with the Lakers, um, he's already done more than I could have imagined he would do when he signed three years ago. He kind of, you know, single-handedly change the image again for this franchise. LeBron James instantly, by signing on July 1st, 2019, I think it was, instantly changed 18, I can't remember the year. Oh, no, it had to be 19. Instantly changed the image for the Los Angeles Lakers and that franchise. He built a championship team. What I mean by that, built a championship team, as in players wanted to play for the Lakers again. They wanted to come sign with LeBron James and and the franchise and obviously um, Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenque. That kind of all started again. Well, the foundation of that was LeBron James. Not only did they build a championship team, they won a freaking NBA championship. Um, and, And they're still competing for one. He's done more than I could have ever asked for as a Laker fan. Now, let me play it this way. 
um, I'm a Laker fan first. So, and I think, you know, I think a lot of Laker fans can relate to this. No matter what is happening with the franchise, you, you always kind of have in the back of your mind, why are we competing for a championship or not? And I think, you know, up to this case, when I say he's already surpassed my expectations as a Laker fan, maybe maybe people had other expectations, but mine was, hey, if you could turn around this franchise, they're competing for another championship. And if you tie the Boston Celtics, I don't know what more you're asking for here. I'm I'm good to go on that front. This This is the question I have, you know, four years from now or three years from now or five years from now or six years from now. Are we getting closer to a championship or no? You know, I think LeBron is good enough player that he could be elect, uh, he could be effective for a long time. When I say effective, maybe in three years from now, LeBron James we're not having the conversation about him for MVP, but maybe the conversation that we're having about LeBron James um, is a much different story. Of okay, you know what? He's still finding ways to kind of slice and dice teams. Maybe he's still averaging ten assists again. He doesn't he doesn't play the style of basketball where he's just dependent on scoring. So LeBron can actually still be effective for a long time. Um, but I, I think, you know, I, and I'm, I'm saying this just simply from the mere fact of looking long term, what no one wants to see is an aging star at the end of his career playing for nothing. I want to see LeBron compete for a championship the rest of his career. I want to see one of the greatest to ever do it. You want to see him competing for a chip. That's the number one thing I think for Laker fans. Um, it's all good. You know, if LeBron James three, four, five, six years is still playing in the NBA, but are you competing for an NBA championship? I want to give kind of some comparisons here uh, because we do know this towards the end of Kobe's career. Um, obviously, unfortunately, the Lakers were not competing for NBA championships, but Kobe is a much, much different story in Los Angeles. So let's uh, let's kind of continue this conversation. If you want to give your thoughts on um, on on LeBron's quote that I played here, LeBron wanting to obviously end his career as a Laker, however many years that is, is it five, four, five, six, seven years, whatever the case is, 877-710-ESPN. What if LeBron is still with the Lakers, but you're not chasing a ring? I think that's a, a conversation to be had here. Uh, stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. How long does LeBron want to play for? LBJ uh, might be retiring with Anthony Davis. They might be playing together for another 10 years. Um, LeBron, I mentioned on his podcast, on the Smartless podcast promoting uh, Space Jam, talked about however many years that is. Is it four years, five years, six years, whatever, seven years? I want. He wants to finish his career with the Lakers. Um, you know, it, it does make me think back on this, and, and this isn't the best comp here. Uh, LeBron was had a chance to win MVP this past season. I actually, I do believe this. Over the last couple of weeks, we were talking about when Magic went on, Magic did his little kind of tour with ESPN. They called it the Car Wash, right? He was on First Take. He was on with uh, Keyshawn in the morning. Um, he was on a few different, I think he was on with Greenberg, and 
Magic talked about LeBron's window was the next two years was that window. And that coincides with his contract with the Lakers. So I, I would, by the way, I would agree with that. I, I would agree that over these next two years, and um, you know, this is your best legitimate chance to still get a unbelievable LeBron James, even if he starts. Brian Windhorst was on last week, and he's like, Al, you know what? I know you're you're asking me when will LeBron slow down, but he has slowed down. He kind of pointed out some certain things about his game where he has slowed down. You can slow down physically, but the man is still incredibly effective every night, every, you know, game in, game out. If MB doesn't get injured, if LeBron doesn't get injured, if a couple of these main players don't get injured, we're having a much different conversation as most valuable player. Obviously, if AD doesn't get injured, we're having a different conversation about what happens in the playoffs in the postseason. So I say all that. Um, I, I don't know how many more years LeBron James has, but I, I definitely think the next couple of years Lakers will compete with a championship with him as the main player. And if Anthony Davis surpasses that, fantastic. Um, but I want to I want to give you know when I, when I start thinking anything for, further, four years down the road, five years down the road, six years down the road. Um, LeBron is coming into his 19th season. He's played three additional seasons of just playoff basketball. So that just kind of shows how many years he's been in the NBA already and how much mileage that he already has. Is he a freak of nature? No question about it. The dude looks like every time I see LeBron James, you take a look at the way he takes care of his body, his desire to be the greatest of all time, kind of look at his entire body of work. Um, it's it's You could tell LeBron James, that's just, just a different beast. Um the only thing that I really pay attention to is however long LeBron plays and whenever his he decides to hang it up in his career, and whatever that is from now, right? Five years from now, three years from now, um, you just want to see him competing for a championship. Selfishly, we want to see him competing for a championship because it's the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's the only thing Laker fans really care about. Ultimately, who's rocking the purple and gold, and are you giving yourself a shot at winning a championship? That's number one. But the second thing is, Sometimes these greats get to a stage of their career and they don't have a chance to win. I, I think of Kobe in his final couple of years with the Lakers. Yeah, how much I hated watching that. How much I loved watching Kobe because we knew the days were numbered of how much longer he was going to play for the Los Angeles Lakers and represent the purple and gold and represent the NBA and represent what it is to be one of the greatest at his craft. I hated watching him lose. Hated. Kobe, I, I, everything Kobe was kind of built for in the NBA was playing for something. You're playing for a championship. If you don't win a championship, it's a wasted year. Why do we even play? That was kind of the mindset Kobe had. And I remember he signed that contract. Mary, he signed that two-year, $48 million contract. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, he's getting paid for what he had done. Uh, but it was Kobe Bryant. You know, it, it didn't matter. Hated seeing him not compete for an NBA championship at the end. It, you know the the two years forty eight million from a business perspective is like a no brainer. You pay Kobe two hundred million for two years. It, it, the the math was always going to work out because Kobe was Kobe. Wherever he went, people wanted to watch. They wanted to see it, especially that farewell tour that he had. Um, and, and listen, if LeBron stays with the Lakers for another five years, uh, don't matter to me. That sounds good. I love watching good basketball, and he's the epitome of good basketball. But I think every Laker fan would agree this: Are you competing for a championship? So that's the only thing that you know kind of sticks out in my head uh, that I pay attention to. What do you think, Funch? How many more years we got of LeBron? How many more years we got of? I say ten more years. LBJ. Ten more years. The, uh, purple and gold. Let's say ten more years. It is. Uh, by the way, 
Funches, uh, shout out here. Michael Funches back here, uh, Lakers talk. Can't tell you how excited I am to have you. Or Steve Paletta as well. It's like a, it's a fantastic trio we got here. Got a good team tonight. We got a good team tonight. Um, but Funches, you know, when I saw that quote, the first thing I started thinking of is, wait, how many more years? How, how's that going to happen? But, but let me just say this. This is, this is what's made LeBron James. That's why I was kind of trying to set up when he came here, what my expectations were, I didn't think by he was going to play here for three years. In the third year, he's still a favorite to win MVP. They had already won an NBA championship. So every time I think I go through a season with LBJ, he surpasses whatever expectation I have. So who knows? Maybe he is playing for another four or five years. I, now, what, what was that saying? You know, like when LeBron got here, who's going to retire with Bronny and ride into the sunset, like in 2023 or something? Like, yeah, we, we could see him playing past 2023 to 2025, 2027, and that's great for Laker fans. Well, his contract goes to um, the end of next season. So play out this season, and then the following season, his contract will end after that, and we'll just have to kind of uh, kind of wait and see what happens. But LeBron doesn't look like he, he's, he's, he's packing it up. It doesn't look soon. like he's slowing down one bit, too. No. no. Um, so there was a, it was interesting. This has kind of been transpiring over the last couple of weeks. If you guys remember, I did... Lakers talk late last week. What did I do? I think on a Wednesday, something along those lines. And that was um, the next day, I want to say, Kyle Kuzma had his comments about if if he's in the right role, he could be an all-star and put up 25 points a game. We saw some stuff uh, earlier from Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond uh, was replying to something on Instagram, which he later said he was kind of rile up, trying to rile up the crowd, Laker fans, NBA fans, because he was promoting something else, basically said, hey, you want me to be more productive? Give me more minutes. Okay, who's the latest one we have here? The latest one we have is uh, Montrez Harrell. I I did this last week. Do the Lakers have the right role players? And I'm just, the reason why I'm pointing this out, um, and and just to kind of uh, summarize this real quick, Montrez was basically going back and forth with fans on his playing time and coach's decision um, said matchups are an excuse for benching him. That this is what he was referencing to and going back. That ish isn't real. Just kind of went on in his own quote. Uh, this is what I took from it. What I've taken from some of these Lakers role players, and the reason why I mention this now, Palenka's got some decisions to make. And, you know, I was looking up. We got a couple things that we're going to be doing. I'm looking at, at the Lakers schedule. I'm like, all right, when, when does free agency start? Just making sure here. I thought it was August 2nd. Starts August 2nd. So that's a Monday. Um, we're not that far away from NBA free agency starting. And there's going to be some decisions that the Lakers are going to make. But I will let me just kind of highlight what a, a few of these players have been saying in the offseason. Dennis Schroeder, we know he's going to go out and try to get 100 to $125 million. Is that realistic? We're going to have to wait and find out. I don't know. I've asked everybody. Windhorse, I've had you know different people that I've on. What's the market for him? Maybe he can go out there and make that kind of money, but you know what Dennis Schroeder's top priority is uh, Priority is this offseason. Andre Drummond, I mentioned, had some of those comments. And, and by the way, if Andre Drummond you know, doesn't think uh, he was used properly with the Lakers, okay, you can make a case for it. Montrez um, wasn't obviously – you went out and paid Montrez. You pretty much used the cap space that you had this past summer – and you didn't even play him much at all in that round against the Phoenix Suns. It just kind of tells you the type of value that he had on your team. Kuzma's talking about, hey, if I'm in the right role in the right situation, I could go be an all-star. These are your role players. These are, you know, an example of four of your role players that I'm referring to. 
And the reason why I'm pointing that out, and I and I want to emphasize this, I I don't think there's anything wrong with any of these players saying what they've said if that's what they believe. And on top of that, um, I don't blame any of the other players. Go get your money. Uh, franchises are always going to make what's in the best decision for the franchise. So I don't fault players for going out there and making sure that they take care of themselves. If you look at the age of Andre Drummond, Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, you know what they all have in common? This is kind of their time to maximize their ability. It's their time to go get their contracts if they haven't got paid yet. It's their time to um, kind of show what they're worth, their value in the NBA. So I don't blame any of them for taking a more selfish approach. But I say all that because it's such a different um, – the way the team was constructed was so much different than a year ago when it was Dwight Howard and JaVale and this. So the question is this. The question is what's going to be the priority for Rob Palenka – this upcoming offseason. It's going to be a challenging, challenging offseason. It's not going to be, you know, by no means is this going to be a, a walk in the park for Rob Palenka. But I think the two things that you're going to have to weigh here in the summer, talent or experience. Guys chasing a ring versus guys chasing a paycheck or a contract. And I think that's the, um, I think it's it's as clear as it's ever been now, especially in the offseason, that last year's players were chasing a championship, and this year's players was more about, yeah, we're chasing a championship, but we also have our own priorities and our own goals. I want to kind of get a little bit further into Rob Palenka's challenging offseason coming up. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. If you want to be a part of Lakers Talk, I mean, you guys have listened to this show long enough. You don't even need an invite. 877-710-ESPN. Any Laker topic you want to get into, uh, feel free to give me a shout. We'll talk Lakers basketball. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. What's going on with USA Basketball, Funches? What's going on here? They forgot how to play basketball. That's what happened. All right, top NBA stories. I, I want to know more of what happened because I didn't see the game, and obviously we got the home run derby going on. A lot of tension was on Otani, who lost in the first round to Juan Soto, and then uh, here we are. We got Lakers talk till nine o'clock. Got time to watch all this baseball. Um, you know, here, here's uh, here's the reality. It might actually end up being the most interesting thing that happens with USA basketball because everybody's talking about them. Nobody will be talking about them if they're 2-0, so maybe that's a, a story right there. Okay, let, let's take a few phone calls here. If you want to be a part of uh, Lakers talk, 877-710-ESPN. A couple topics we already hit on. LeBron James, how, how long can LBJ stay on top of, you know, be the most effective player um, in the NBA? He said that he wants to finish his career with the Lakers. How many years? Four, five, six, whatever. Obviously, um, he's being very optimistic there. And then we talked about some of these Lakers role players. And uh, again, now it's Montrez Harrell having some time. I love social media. If, if I was a player, I just wouldn't, I just stay off social media. Let's go to uh, Andy Inventor. Andy, appreciate you calling in, bud. What's going on? 
Andy, you're on, buddy. Oh, I am. Uh, hey, I just wanted to say that I, I think the Lakers did have a pretty good team, and I like the guys that they had brought on. Mm-hmm. I think Montrez was going to be all right. I think um, uh, even Her- the, all of the guys would have been all right if we didn't have the injury bug. We did all right against Phoenix when we played them early, and uh, I, I just think you look at the teams that are out now, Nets are out, they lost somebody. Mm-hmm. Clippers went out, they lost somebody. I think if uh, Chris Paul would have went out, Phoenix might not have made it in there, so – and the injury thing is, is big to me, and I think we still got to. You so know, you liked you you liked the players, Andy. You liked the additions that they made. You, you think that the team that the Lakers had, all it came down to was injuries. Yes, I think Schroeder. You know, he still got to get used to playing with everyone, but mm-hmm. everybody wasn't on the floor at the same time. So uh, Schroeder did well. I yep. thought we should have played Montrez a lot more than we played him, um, and even getting Drummond at the end. I thought, you know, we we got some guys and some pieces that could do something. We just didn't get a chance to gel. Appreciate it, Andy. Thank you for calling in. Thanks for calling in. Well, you know, the the worst part about losing in the first round and having Anthony Davis leave is we'll never know, right? Like, I can't sit here and tell you that I, I, I mentioned this, how challenging Palenka's offseason is going to be. One of the most challenging parts is going to be, was this the right was this the right mix of players? Was it better to get that talent rather than those veterans? Because the Lakers got more talented this year, but you know, kind of looking back at it now, you say, well, were they better off with all the vets? Did did Rob Palenka outsmart himself? Did he come into the offseason and say, not only are we going to take what we had, but we're going to actually even improve it. We're going to get younger. Look at our point guard. It's Dennis Schroeder. We're going to get younger. Look at Montrez Harrell and what he's going to be able to do. Andre Drummond in the buyout market. And you're talking to somebody who was a proponent of all these moves. I thought all these moves were, were you know, obviously positive for the Lakers. But the reality is, I think there's kind of a, a telling sign in the offseason that a lot of these players, as much as we, you think they might be a good fit, I don't think winning a championship or chasing a championship was more their priority than it was to some of those guys last season. You know what happens to vets? This happens all the time. Guys chasing rings. Lakers had a lot of players last year that were chasing rings. They had already made a ton of money in their career, and they could, they're could they at a stage of their career where they could do that. These players that the Lakers had this season are kind of chasing contracts before a championship. Now, I know the two can work together. I know one can complement the other. You know, Rondo winning a championship with the Lakers, I think got him that two-year $15 million deal with the Hawks and then traded to the Clippers and you know everything else that you want to put on that. So I think you could accomplish both, um, but from a priority perspective – I don't know. I, I, I've always said this. I'd rather have vets when you're trying to win an NBA championship. I think that could be the difference of winning a chip or not. Because you already got your superstar. Superstar's already there. Um, let me take one more quick call on this. Emilio in Corona. Emilio, what's going on? Hey, Alan. Um, I just wanted to say that I believe the Lakers' biggest issue this year mm-hmm. was not injuries. I guess you could say this reason uh, plays into a part of a lot of chemistry. I think it was ego. From top to bottom, starting with Rob Palinka. Let, let me say this. Mm-hmm. I think knowing we, we have LeBron James at age 35. He was going into 36 this year. We have Anthony Davis. I think running running it back with minimal cheap talent kind of kind of played a slip. I feel like we should have been looking to upgrade heavily. Instead of streaky, all-right shooters at an average price, let's go get some snipers, man. Let's go get some – and not, not only that, giving the what I liked about last year's Lakers team championship team, Dwight Howard sat an entire playoff series and did not care. JaVale was used sparingly in the playoffs, 
and did not care. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they wanted to win. What was the opposite this year? Dennis Schroeder, six, perpetual sixth man of the year, trying to get a $100 million contract, promised him a starting job. Andre Drummond, he came in, was guaranteed a starting job from Marc Gasol, who have been playing, who have been developing chemistry all year, and taking rest away from Montrez Harrell, who was also there. You see the way they're acting on social media, Drummond. Trez Emilio, there's something to that. About. Uh, Emilio, there's something to that. I'm going to cut you off because I want to respond here for a quick second. I got some more calls I'm going to get into as well. Yeah, something to that. I, I think that's actually an excellent point. The way you can, you know, there were times last season where it didn't matter who was playing. It didn't matter how many minutes they were getting. None of that mattered. Are we freaking winning a championship or not? You get that more, I think, from veterans than you do with younger players who are competing. And, and maybe that wasn't happening during the playoffs. Maybe it wasn't vocal. Maybe at least it wasn't on the outside. But there's been some comments since the season ended where you know you could tell, yeah, a guy wanted a little bit more playing time rather than, hey, I don't care. I, I, I mentioned this last week. It's funny because Kuzma has been the one guy that, listen, I, I know this because I listened to every single one of his interviews after practices. Anytime we had media availability, Kuzma was one that kind of always stuck out to me. I'm like, Kuz, listen to Kuz. He's saying all the right things, and I really think he believes it. Hey, whatever it takes to win a championship, that's what I want to do. However I can help win a championship, that's what I want. Um, and when I say that's going to be the challenge for Palenka, you didn't win a championship, and your a lot of your pieces could leave. Um, you pick talent over vets. A lot of eyes will see how Palenka handles this offseason, and that's fair. This is how it works. And, you know, Palenka's, to be honest with you, the last person I'm worried about within the Lakers organization because this dude wants to win more than anybody else, and that's what you want. You want people like that in those positions. Uh, 877-710-ESPN. Um, let's take one more quick call here. Let's go to uh, Carlos in Los Alamitos. Carlos, thank you for calling in. Hey, Alan. Love the show. Love the pace of the show. Uh, Thank listen, you, man. I just wanted to give. My, I wanted to give a uh, take, get your take on the AD uh, Dame swap. Uh, we know Dame is more motivated than ever to leave Portland. They just can't win. You know, they can't surround him with the right team. Him and LeBron in this era, you know, the shooting, the the ball handling that we saw the Lakers struggle with. How many boxes does that that talent, talented guy check off? Right. I mean, I would love to see that. Carlos, appreciate you calling in. I mean, is Carlos looking at my rundown? Does he know what I got coming up next? I think he does because Ice Cube was trying to make a case for Damian Lillard on uh, Stephen A. Smith World. I think that's what the show is called. Stephen A's World. Um, was trying to make a case for Damian Lillard, and Carlos was just talking about doing something, uh, and do anything you can to get Damian Lillard actually willing to give up Anthony Davis. I, I got some comments on this. Definitely have my opinion on this. We're going to do this running back. Funches, stop giving callers our rundown, okay? I mean, the fact that he knew exactly where I was going next uh, just scares me a little bit. It scares me a little bit. All right, Lakers talk coming up next. Stay right. You guys tuning in. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so we had Carlos who just called in talking about how the Lakers should try to make a run for Damian Lillard. And then Ice Cube was on uh, Stephen A's World talking about – 
Damian Lillard, and if you want to come win a championship, come play for the Lakers. Take take a quick listen to this. I, I want to play this. Give my thoughts on it. I mean, if he won a championship, he should come join the Lakers. You know, if he want to, you know, just <laughs> score a lot of points and be the man, stay stay in uh, Portland. But come come win a championship. You deserve right. it. You know, he's uh, given a lot to the to that city. So give some of that love to the L.A. Lakers, man. Okay, couple things on this. I know we run into this. The Lakers are an amazing, powerful franchise. That anytime you say the word Lakers, there's going to be some interest. If I, I'm, you know, this is the amazing thing about even doing this show. We're in the middle of July, and I guarantee you, I'm not going to get through all the topics that Funches, myself, and Steve were talking about just a couple hours ago. Um, that's not common, but this is the Lakers, and this is the brand, and this is what happens when you have so much success and you have so much history and so forth. I set it up that way for one reason. When I hear Ice Cube make a pitch for Damian Lillard, I appreciate it. That's great. Uh, Damian Lillard's not coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. He's not. Even if Damian Lillard wanted to come to the Los Angeles Lakers, he's on a four-year contract for $176 million, so this is not like Anthony Davis was, where his contract's going to be expiring. Hey, get something, get something for me before I eventually leave. So um, it, it's a pipe dream. It's not happening. I had a caller earlier say, well, why wouldn't you trade Damian Lillard for Anthony Davis? Let me explain something. Let me explain why Damian Lillard can't win an NBA championship in Portland. You want to know why? Because he doesn't have somebody like Anthony Davis who can sit there, play the four spot or play the five spot, um, be virtually the best two-way player in the NBA when he's healthy. All right? That's why Damian Lillard can't win a championship in Portland. Do you know why the Lakers won a championship here in Los Angeles last season? Um, LeBron was the Finals MVP, no question about it. I'm not here to argue that, to question it. I would, you know, he is deserves every single accolade. You do not win a championship or compete for a championship unless you have Anthony Davis on the team. The biggest advantage the Lakers have is Anthony Davis. Did you see what happened to the Lakers versus the Phoenix Suns in games two and three when Anthony Davis just completely dominated, give me the ball, get to the free throw line. I think got to the free throw line 30-plus times in, in those two games. And then did you see what happened to the Lakers when Anthony Davis went down for the final two and a half games? They folded, the series was over, Lakers had no chance against the Phoenix Suns. That is Anthony Davis for the Los Angeles Lakers. So no, Damian Lillard will not be coming to the Los Angeles Lakers, and uh, Damian Lillard... Um, there will not be a trade for Anthony Davis and Damian AD staying right here. What the Lakers, if you want to make this argument, if you want to, you know, make the argument or have the conversation be um, what the Lakers should do moving forward, you can have that conversation. I know there's some players out there that uh, have been in conversation with the Lake Show. If you want to, um, this is actually another thing from Ice Cube. I, I won't play the full clip, but he was on with uh, our very own Kirk Morrison. Um, and talking a little bit about the Lakers, and you know, the, the question came up: Do you need a big three? Do you do you need a big three next year? Okay, th- there's only a couple scenarios that a big three can actually happen, and a lot of that would take a lot of moving pieces. Um, but I, I'll, I'll kind of give my thoughts on that, my comment in, in just a second. I want to squeeze in a quick little call here, uh, Stephen Lahabra. Steve, thanks for calling in, bud. You're on Lakers Talk. Hey, uh, just real quick, I, I love the morning show with you and Travis. And what I like about it is um, it's just really two voices, not like some morning zoo that you hear now on sports talk, unfortunately. 
We have five people. I mean, Bunches and Emily come in just at the right time. They, they, they you know, jab and, and, and get out, and it, the show sounds really Steve, good. Steve, my boy. <laughs> Steve, what, I, what I'm going to tell, what I'll tell Travis tomorrow, I'm going to say that you called in and just basically said less of him. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with that. So if if I can if yeah. if if I can take that to the morning, I would appreciate it. You got it. No, um, the reason <laughs> why you, I called Steve. it actually kind of a couple. You're welcome. Couple things is uh, I don't know if you saw when Chris Ball uh, was asked about all the injuries in the um, NBA, and it seemed like he was kind of taking shots at LeBron when he said, "Well, some people said, you know, you know, Chris Ball being you know, the head of the players' union, Def- defensive a like little he, bit. He, yeah, yeah, he was very defensive mm-hmm. about him and kind of taking shots at LeBron." But my thing is this, you know, uh, LeBron got injured, right? Uh, AD got injured, uh, Clay got injured, and what were they all doing? They were filming Space Jam. So before LeBron goes complaining about, well, we came back too early, well, you know, he was doing some pretty heavy basketball scenes for a movie that uh, he's starring in and producing and coming out in. So maybe, you know, um, a little less acting and a little bit more uh, well, 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 Stephen, I appreciate you calling in. So here's the thing. If I had any, if if I thought, look at LeBron, he just looks out of shape. The guy is not coming into you know the regular season. Doesn't look like he's ready to go. If that had ever been a conversation in LeBron's career, we would be having that conversation. It's just not. So um, I I don't think that you know that's something. What I will think, what I do think, played a factor into the injuries is COVID. You had the short off season. Um, it wasn't just the Lakers. It was. James Harden that got injured. It was Kyrie Irving that got injured. Uh, Giannis missed a couple games. Chris Paul missed a couple games. Jamal Murray was out for, didn't even get to be a part of the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard missed how many games? So you can't just kind of isolate just LeBron and say, well, it was because of this. Every single team had some kind of injury, and the main players were all out throughout the season. So I I think Chris Paul, there was being a little defensive. Yes, I, I don't disagree with that, but I also think on top of that, Chris Paul doesn't want people to take credit away from the Phoenix Suns, who had an incredible run of luck to get to the NBA Finals. AD out, LeBron not 100%, Kawhi Leonard out, and uh, and Jamal Murray out. But you know what? It doesn't matter because they're in the NBA Finals, they're up two games to one, and they still obviously have a chance to win this whole thing. It happens. Sometimes the Lakers have benefited from other other teams' injuries. You don't want to see it, but it happens in sports. You see it all the time in football. You see it all the time in baseball. This is just part of the sport. It was just this season was it wasn't a coincidence how many injuries there were. Okay, so I was just uh, commenting here for a quick second. And by the way, we're going to get into the NBA Finals coming in here at the top of the hour. We got a lot of NBA stories that we want to get into. Some interesting ESPY awards being thrown out there yesterday. Um, obviously, USA Basketball already top. So we got a lot of NBA stories we're going to get into. And then Jovan Buha coming up at 830. Um, but I started kind of hitting into the Lakers strategy here for the offseason. Um, and I mentioned that Ice Cube was was making a case that you don't need a big three. So I, I said this since the season ended. I'll say it again. Um, I do think if you said, hey, do you want to kind of spread your wealth amongst a number of role players or do you want to go get – be more top-heavy and go get another all-star. But what I'm talking about an all-star, an all-star further in his career, a guy like Kyle Lowry or a guy like DeMar DeRozan where really the priority is going to be trying to win an NBA championship. I'm more of a top-heavy guy. I remember 
couple years ago when we were arguing about Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi was kind of dragging his feet on purpose. Okay, well, the Clippers go get Paul George, and if they do make that deal, Kawhi's going to end up signing with the Clippers. I know that was a little bit different because that's one of the top five players in the NBA. Um, But I would rather have a top 20 player than go out and try to get three guys that can kind of fill in some different roles because I think the players are going to come. By the way, I think the competition is going to get a lot tougher this upcoming season. I think if the Lakers came back with the exact same roster and the exact same schedule this upcoming year, um, the NBA is going to be a challenge this year. Clippers are going to walk into this upcoming season feeling pretty damn good about themselves, what they were able to accomplish without Kawhi, and then Kawhi comes back and they'll make the tweaks that they need to make. Denver is going to feel pretty damn good about themselves. They just feel like, hey, we just got to get healthy. We just got to get Jamal Murray back. Um, Let me go down the list. The Golden State Warriors are going to be waiting to get an opportunity to play anybody because Klay Thompson hopefully is healthy and ready to go. The Eastern Conference, uh, we'll see what Philly ends up doing. I don't need to talk about Brooklyn. That's the best team in the Eastern Conference. It could be the best team in the NBA if they make no changes in the offseason. They just have to be healthy. So this kind of thought process of is it better to go off and kind of, you know, redistribute some of that money? Listen, the only only way Lakers are going to go out and get a guy like Kyle Lowry is – it's a complicated scenario that would have to play out, and a lot of things would have to go the Lakers' way, and Dennis Schroeder would have to agree to a sign-and-trade, and the money's got to be right. I'm not saying any of that stuff's going to be easy, but when people say to me, would you rather be top-heavy or would you rather just kind of spread the wealth? I'd rather be top-heavy. I always, always feel like there's players that are going to be out there that you could go grab, um, you know, whether it be the buyout market, guys that want to chase for a championship ring that will just come play for you and they'll take less money to do it. Those guys are always going to be there. And Lakers need players like that, but I'd always pick top heavy over uh, over any other scenario. Uh, Victor in L.A. Victor, what's going on? So, Boss, man, I was wondering, uh, you think there's a way for Lakers to get a Spencer Dinwiddie or Norman Powell or, you know, for a center position to get a Mitch Robinson from the Knicks? Well, well, it's kind of funny. Victor, appreciate you calling in. I, I think the Dinwiddie had some kind of legs to it, right? I mean, we don't know, you know, all the details, but Dinwiddie's a name that's been definitely. Allen, he was he had an injury ridden season last year. Yeah. He's a free agent, and um, yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent coming into next uh, this offseason. You know, that, that's one of those names. I, I wouldn't think, oh, the Lakers got Dinwiddie. Watch out, but he'd be a nice piece, right? Like it, it wouldn't be a player that. If the Lakers picked up, let's say Dinwiddie was healthy at the buyout market and you picked him up on that on that roster that you had last year, I'd be much more, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good piece. But if, if that was the piece you picked up in the offseason and you lost Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell and Andre Drummond, I wouldn't be sitting here saying, wow, the Lakers are in a great position. But I like Dinwiddie. I think he could you know, fill a need for the Lakers. So I'm not, uh, I'm not opposed to that or against that. Um so this is uh this is going to be this is going to be kind of an interesting conversation as we get into our top NBA stories. I think we got a series here between the Bucks and the uh, and the Phoenix Suns. I really do, and I, I mentioned this a couple of days ago. I, I was telling Travis, I said that I think I, I think this series is going to be closer than you think. Now the way Phoenix took care of the Milwaukee Bucks and they went out two to two games to none, you would have thought, okay, you know what, maybe we don't have much of a series here. The shifts back to Milwaukee. When we come back. We got our top NBA stories. We'll spend some time talking about the uh, NBA playoffs, uh, some of these comparisons. 
man, these comparisons got to slow down sometimes. So easily we just see somebody performing at night and we start throwing them out, comparing them to other Hall of Famers. So we'll do all that coming up next. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.